Brennan's View condos are presented by Irish Realty. Only a few luxury units remain. Tailgate on the Brennan's View's rooftop deck, just steps from Eddy Street Commons and the Notre Dame campus. Take advantage of a $2,500 buyer's upgrade package through the end of November. Check out Brennan'sView.com or IrishRealty.net. What's going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde with this week's Notre Dame football show, which is brought to you by Brennan's View Condos, presented by Irish Realty. Only a few luxury units remain. Oh, Tim, we were off last week um, with family and um, you know celebrating Thanksgiving Eve and Thanksgiving, of course. So we didn't have any live shows last week other than the post-USC content. But we are back this week in our regularly scheduled hour. And uh, great news to report. I think Tim and I are just going to stick with Wednesdays indefinitely, right? Hey, you never know in this crazy world. But so far, so good. Keep yeah. rocking. It's yeah. Notre Dame, yeah. right? Off season. There's no off season at Notre Dame, so you know there'll yeah. be news. So as uh, as long as Tim and I are available and our wives allow us, we will be doing these shows. Um, every single Wednesday night, right around the 7 p.m. hour. And Joey, if you're ready to chat about Notre Dame football, then so am I. So, um, Tim, let's go ahead and get into our uh, best of the week here. Um, yours is about a certain quarterback that you're just going to defend him. And how dare you do that, Tim? Uh, you know, yeah, it's um, – I mean, obviously the talk – probably from five seconds from now until, you know, I was thinking earlier driving over here was like, until we, you know, until Notre Dame plays the Buckeyes, you know, it's all going to be about quarterback. So I just love this because I tell think. It, tell, it, tell it what, tell what it is for our folks listening. on. Oh, podcast. it's uh, the single season pass efficiency, the highest, you know, it's the quarterback ranking quarterback ranking in the history of Notre Dame football. You have, Obviously, Jimmy Clausen's 2009 season, which was just outstanding. You know, Williams during the Frank Leahy years, awesome. Brady Quinn, 2005, he's the 2006 Maxwell Award winner. And then you got Drew Pine, who's ahead of a Heisman Trophy winner, John Hewart, and uh, who I've, I've had dinner with him a couple of times. Great, great uh, man. So he actually, he always talks about how Notre Dame needs to get more modern day guys. I'm like, well, get out there and help us. And uh, he always laughs about that. But Drew Pine. Drew Pine, Mike, is the fourth highest ranked passing efficiency. And it's just like, I just want to spend a minute and just be like, heck of a season. I mean, seriously, from the start where he was, you know, is he the Heisman Trophy winner? Is he this? Is he that? People are talking. I mean, how many conversations have we had, Mike, where people are in the message board, the chat saying he's not even a power five quarterback. He wouldn't even play in the Mac. It's it's been overkill and it's crazy to think about. I just want to give him kudos for having the season that he did and um, 22 touchdowns, only six interceptions. You know, it's not, you know, this was not 2007 Notre Dame. And sometimes I feel like the comments are acting like Notre Dame can't get a first down and they're losing every game. It's like this team's about ready, probably more than likely play in the Gator Bowl, which is a heck of a bowl game for going eight and four. And uh, against a really good SEC team, then we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, I was just looking at numbers, comparing him, Brady Quinn, second year, all these court, you know, when I say second year, because Drew Pine redshirted, he had a heck of a season when you look at him historically, where he's been with some of these quarterbacks um, as a second year starter. Yeah, stuff's, uh, 
It's always interesting, and Tim is just this big Drew Pine homer. I, I know <laughs> Notre Dame fans. Can you believe that Tim Hyde does even have the audacity to say uh, anything? You know, in the public, or yeah, let me just take thirty more seconds. You know, it's right because we've had so many, like I said, so many conversations. But it's like the guy performed to his best. He showed up each and every game. You know, he didn't have five pick games and whatnot. He won some big football games now. They beat Brigham Young. They beat North Carolina. They beat Syracuse. They beat Clemson. He's, what, 88% passing against USC. Obviously, the two turnovers were killer. But those were like his only what his only game with two turnovers happened to be USC, which, you know, I hate to be Debbie Downer. Notre Dame, you know, in the last 20, 25, 30 years since Lou Holtz, they haven't won a lot of games against top 10 teams on the road. So I thought the expectations were a little overkill in the Coliseum. And I thought Notre Dame competed its tails off and it went against the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And it is what it is. It is what it is. That is the most true statement when it comes to Drew Pine. I I just, I I feel like as the season was going on or in his first few starts, it was like, we still weren't a hundred percent sure what to make of him. Right. Is he good? Is he bad? He is exactly who he is. Someone who can be a super accurate passer yep. um, and make some really nice throws in intermediate game, but also just has these God limiting, you know, gifts, you know, like he just does not have the physical tools that is, you know, Caleb Williams and Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen are blessed with. And, but he gives it his all. I, I just don't understand how anyone can, yeah. can not root for him or, say bad things about him or mock him it's 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 honestly ridiculous Um, i agree agree. and just yeah no i i agree mike because that he was notre dame's quarterback it's like root for the guy if they have a different quarterback in 2023 so be it but i thought he gave it his all you know real interesting stat is his completion percentage was 65 percent, which is interesting he never had one game with 60 percent passing he had a couple in the 50s a bunch in the seventies and one in the eighties. So when you round it up, you had 65%. So I just found that interesting. His final yeah. number. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the wrap up on pine. Um, and, uh, I've been sleeping for most of the day, folks. I had a surgery on uh, my tooth implant site from a few years ago. I had to get some work done on it. So I'm, um, a little bit lethargic this evening, but I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get through it. Just like Drew Pine is a tough cookie, I think I can be a tough cookie. Um, so and 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 get through it. But yeah, hit the thumbs up if you're watching here on YouTube. Drop a super chat if you have anything we want to get answered right away. Yeah, like Milton fan said, DP is tough, serviceable, not amazing nor bad. Agree. And Joey, you know we are always ready to chit chat about Notre Dame football as well uh we'll go to my best of the week which was um this all-america team offense by pff Uh, two notre dame guys making the first team Uh, michael Mayer, of course being the tight end and then joe alt um you know just um you know just my boy making the first team i got a text from someone very close to him i'm not going to say who just in case i don't want got a text from someone very close to joe alt when this came out and said, Mike, you called it first. And, you know, I, I, I just kind of, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome, whatever. I didn't want to take credit for it because I'm not even I thought he would have been this good this fast. You freaking serious? Now is the time I thought maybe you could be 
you know, oh, is someone hurt and he could get into the lineup as a again, sophomore. It's a sophomore. And um, yeah, just a couple years ago, he's a tight end and now he's the best left tackle in college football. So um, oh. yeah, and then on Mayor, Sam, I'm sure you want to mention the the whole Mackey Award situation. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Thirty seconds on Joe Alt. They, I go back to the the spring game. Remember when we did a live show after the spring game, and Joe Alt was my game MVP. I was blown away by how he looked, how physical he looked, how dominant he looked in that game. He was he went against Isaiah Foskey and just shut him down in the in the spring game. You know, obviously it's a glorified scrimmage, all that stuff. But you know, I remember just talking about his dominating performance, and he just really. He just looked like an NFL left tackle all season long. He was awesome. The highest ranked the, the highest ranked Notre Dame player in half of the games this year for pro football focus. So the number one ranked player. And obviously there's some amazing left tackles in the country this year. And for all to get that is outstanding. And as far as Michael Mayer goes, just heck of a, a season, a heck of an ending at SC, a couple touchdowns, great game. And then finally to get the, the elusive, right? Uh, John Mackey Award nomination after he's uh, it's still it's still mind boggling how he wasn't a finalist last year, but he got a finalist this year. And now it's going to be fingers crossed as the national media, the, those guys that vote for that. Do they see the best tight end in the country and award it to him? Because some Notre Dame guys have lost out recently. Julian Love, I thought, was the best corner. He didn't win the Thorpe and. I, you know, I, I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. I want to see the vote for the 2017 Outland and how in the hell did Quentin Nelson not win that darn thing? So it's still mind boggling, but, uh, mayor should be, I think the Mackey's at that ESPN awards hype show that they do in Orlando. And next I think, weekend. I think it's next week. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, really looking forward to it. And if he doesn't win it, <laughs> it is going to be wild on, on uh, yeah, Twitter. That's for sure hope that because he didn't even get a seat at the table last time, they'll feel bad for him giving the trophy. If, even that's the reason I'm fine with it. Just get, just get the damn the Mackey. Um, exactly. Get the damn man the Mackey. Um, wanted to mention for folks, if you had any issues with our Goolsby show Sunday, I edited something out afterwards. Um, and then it like screwed up the video audio sync. If you were listening or if you're watching on like a, tv or a laptop or something but it was fine on the phone if you're watching on, on youtube on your phone so i do apologize if anyone had any issues with that um of course we upload this show and then the ghoulsby show as podcasts as well even though i might have forgot to do that the one for the ghoulsby one i don't know um I, it's been a struggle of week folks national signing stays close give me a, yes. give me a break um yeah folks do want to go over to our sponsors um a brennan's view uh, by presented by Irish Realty, they have uh, been great support um, for us here at Blue and Gold. Only a few luxury units remain um, at Brennan's View Condos. You could take or you could tailgate on the rooftop dock, um, rooftop deck. Excuse me, just steps from Eddy Street Commons and the Notre Dame campus. Take advantage of a twenty five hundred dollar buyer's upgrade package through the end of December, November. Excuse me. Check out Brennan's View. Dot com folks brennan's view.com tim i think notre dame got pretty good news handed to it this week when uh, cam hartz announced on twitter that he would be returning to the notre dame football program what was your reaction to that is that something that you saw coming or is it a total surprise no 
Oh, I was shocked. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I called it two weeks ago. No, I was blown away. I was absolutely shocked because I was just like, you know, just thinking like a, a normal fan in his situation. So when this thing came on, yet, you know, when it came out yesterday, I saw the picture, beautiful graphic. And by the way, whoever does these at Notre Dame, they are so much better this year than five years ago. It's like crazy how good they're getting. And they were awesome when they really got into this a couple of years ago. And uh, state of the art, just unbelievable job that the media is doing there. So I saw this and I'm like, all right, SC's over. He didn't play, he had the shoulder injury. He's saying bye. And I was actually stunned he's already saying bye. So I click on the thing. I was like, what? One <laughs> of those had to do a double take. Like I was stunned. I was blown away because I just assumed he's been there four years. He's got he's two years as a starter. You know, his best buddy Kyle Hamilton's in the NFL. He's like, oh, I want to go get some of that NFL money. You know, he's not going to get first round money, but he's going to get some. And then he's had a few injuries and it's like, all right, we'll go do what Kevin Austin's doing on a on an NFL roster, getting paid while they are rehabbing him, getting ready for his sophomore season in the NFL. I totally thought Cam Hart was going to do that because he's athletic. He was on the athletics freak show, uh, freaks list. Yeah, yeah I, I expected him to test well, to run well, interview well, all those things, because he spent a whole year in the media last year. and. Lo and behold, the son of a gun is coming back. I, I was blown away. Huge news for Notre Dame because they, they really, really had an amazing pass defense this year when you break down the numbers over the 12 games. They were upper echelon in so many categories in the entire country. So him, Morrison, Mickey returning. What's Lewis going to go? I mean, God, we could talk DBs forever. That's going to be an ultimate flip the coin with that whole group. Who's coming back? Who's not? Great so. problem to have. It is, but I will be honest, absolutely floored by Cam Hart coming back and great, great news for the 2023 team. Yeah, so in the in a little bit later in the show, actually coming up here pretty soon, we're going to kind of talk about, lay it all out, who who could go or what, what do we envision, kind of all that stuff. Not not so much reporting at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, this ha- If you follow on three sports on Twitter, you will see nonstop Oh, this player's entering the portal, or you know, I guess they can't announce it until they can announce it now, but not actually do it until Monday. Monday. Um, but yeah, there's it's just been crazy town. So many yeah. players are leaving their schools with this one-time transfer portal rule. Um, or excuse me, one-time transfer rule, and none from Notre Dame yet. None from Notre Dame yet, but I am expecting that to happen soon. Oh, yeah, there's going to be an avalanche. I would uh, flip a coin and say, I mean, there was, I think, a dozen last year, if I remember right. I know Patrick Angle wrote a great article about breaking down all of them, where, where they went back in, uh, you know, back in the early winter part. So I think it was 12, 13. Yeah. I'm fully expecting that number to be there is, you know, you know, me, you and Goolsby were texting back and forth today about bodies and numbers. I I think I, I count I count 93 right now on scholarship, 93 of training camp started today. And that's with a couple of guys I don't think will return. I'm talking seniors. So 93, you got to get to 85. That's including your article on a blue and gold with 27 in the class of 2023 prediction. So that's eight bodies you got to find. Then on top of that, Mike, you know they need a transfer here, a transfer there. Do the numbers. You're looking at 12, 15 Notre Dame guys are going to probably hit the portal. All right. I guess let's just go right into that. uh... Sure that discussion so you and and folks in the you watching live with us if we if you we miss someone 
you let, let me know. This we're this is very much just we're we're dudes hanging out in the garage, you know, just chit chat <laughs> Notre Dame ball. So Tim, in your email you had said thirteen seniors coming back. Now you included some third year guys like Carmody and Baker. When, when I say senior, I don't do red shirt. I don't do COVID. I'm I'm old yeah. school. I'm old so school. Carmody. Those guys are going into their senior year though. Exactly. Going into their senior. So I'm thinking, I'm already thinking 2023, 2023, Chris Tyree's a senior. Tosh Baker's a senior. Sure. They have red shirts in whatever year. So that's but, how but I. The bigger kinda... thing is not even that it's has they, it's how they graduated. That's, that's the bigger thing. Yes. So, so I don't know the graduation situation on a lot of these guys. No, um, exactly. So they're going to be seniors. So who can leave and, and you got to remember that 2020 class, that was the COVID. So they really didn't do, you know, they didn't do the early enrollees. Did they that year? I can't remember. No, the 2021 class. Oh, the 2020 class, the Tosh Bakers, the Tyrese, the mayors. That was pre-COVID. 2021 was the COVID one. Was that the COVID? God, I can't remember. The old 2020 came in. You're right. But You're they right. had already enrolled by. That was spring. COVID. You're right. That yeah, was they spring. Just missed, right. No, they just had the COVID spring, you know. Yeah. No yeah, media, one day so. of practice. Yeah, I think one day of practice and they called it. So, but uh, yeah, that's how I, that's how I look at it is what class are they in going in? So yeah, when you start looking at seniors, so the 2023 seniors, you know, I'm not talking fifth years, you know, the fifth years, I wouldn't be surprised if my fifth year list is pretty correct. All right. Um, Let me, uh, let's pop some of these guys up on our screen. Sure. Tim, you can, if you have any other thoughts to add while I am getting this together. I had that list on a piece of blue paper, and I'm trying to find the son of a gun now. No, I've got it. I'm just pulling it up so I can no, I have mine to make it look fancy. But, yeah, I think, like, the, the class of 2020 guys, the, you know, your Clarence Lewis and all that, I don't know if that is worth discussing right now. Not that all those guys are leaving or staying, but th this is – because there's going to be underclassmen who leave. Like, it's – it's a if, That's... Go ahead, Tim. No, no, no. I was going to say that's an, that's the point. That's a great point, Mike, because the senior. So if I'm Clarence Lewis and I got these young guys ahead of me, but I'm going to be a senior, do I stay as a senior and play, get my degree and then transfer out? You know, uh, they, the take, they still have a 2020 COVID that doesn't even count. So Lewis played as a true freshman. It really doesn't even count. So some of these guys could get two years somewhere else. So does Lewis do that? Does Carmody do that? Is he going to just come back and battle at guard is, uh, you know, Tosh Baker, you know, you know, there's another one. So those are some of those, that class guys. And then um, the, you know, that that's what I see with the seniors. Do they leave? Does Lewis leave or does he got to know, Hey, I'm probably going to be a starting nickel next year. Cause Hart Morris and Mickey, are the top three corners. So there are some of these that you just can't predict, right? No. Like we would not have predicted like camp Hart, but there are some where it's like, what makes the most sense here? Like there are sometimes you can make sense of things. Like if I am, I hate to use an example, but it's, it's the most obvious one. If I'm Chris Tyree, yes, I'm going into my senior year and I'm getting the third most touches on yep. the team. And you got this young stud, Jadarian Price coming up. What, you know, what do you do? And such a big part of it depends on 
did you do you have your degree? Like I don't yes. think Tyree enrolled early. Like, but Drew Pine, some of those members of the 2020 recruiting class did enroll early. So again, we really don't want to like speculate and put things out there that you know are just are are not true. Again, this is just no. It's just yeah. It's garage talk. Garage talk. Yeah. But um, let's, but let's just go through this. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, does some of them leave? Some of these older guys, as you're talking about, do they graduate in May and then, or summer guys? Because as far as I know, and the COVID rules are, I have not, whenever I have a question, I ask Patrick Engel on, on the message board. He's the guru on this. So technically, Tyree and all these guys, Ken Lawrence Lewis, they've only played two years because 2020 doesn't count, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So yeah. So they have two years still to play. So, so if they graduate in May because they've done summer or whatnot, they could. You know, Chris Tyree's from Virginia, right? So he could go to Virginia Tech and play. I shouldn't said Virginia Tech. That's Ashton Pollard's most hated school. I Ashton, I hope you're watching this right now. Ashton, yeah. if you are watching this right now, go ahead and send Tim, Tim, and me a middle finger emoji. That would be amazing. I literally, I literally just remember that. But uh, so UVA, excuse me. So Tyree could go to UVA and play for two full seasons. So that's going to be interesting with these seniors, how they do it. Like you're saying with the graduate, I think the fifth year guys, I think Zeke Corral's a lock to come back. All right. Let's talk about this. Yeah. That's going to be the intro. Cause that gets into the, the fabulous position, the linebackers. Yeah. Zeke, you got to assume he's coming back. He's a starter at center. Why would they want their you know starting center to leave? It makes no sense. He took every snap this year. Well, so at this point, though, it, it's the discussion of is the player too good to not go to the NFL, or is yeah. he not good enough to stay here? And you've got to find kind of that middle ground, right? Or yeah. that player is kind of like Cam Hart, where it's playing for a better NFL opportunity. Does that sound right, Tim? Oh yeah, without a doubt. So Zeke with, with kind of seems like he fits perfectly in the middle there. Maybe this is kind yes. of the one in a bet, you know, better chance to impress the NFL. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And he's going to be a second year starter, another year with Coach Eastan. So yeah, I think he's a no brainer just because he won the starting position. Probably with that in mind, that hey, you're coming back for that fifth year. That's why they moved Jared Patterson for to get him on the field. So you got a 99.9% sure I would put a dollar saying he's coming back. So, hey, Tim, actually, we're going to pause this. I forgot we had a super chat from earlier. Sure. Um, Andrew says, Hey, Mike, definitely concerned about USC going forward. Is Malachi Nelson a Caleb Williams 2.0? Tim is really, is Riley starting a Pete Carroll type run? Uh, Malachi Nelson's a stud. He's no Caleb Williams. Malachi could throw the son of a gun 150 yards. He's not Caleb. Caleb I, I, I love Caleb Williams. He He's great. I've rewatched the SC game three times, and i got to stop watching it because uh, Notre Dame was – First thing I read when I woke up this morning. <laughs> oh, man. Me. Oh, yeah, I hear you. It's, uh, Notre Dame actually did a heck of a lot more good in that game than bad, believe it or not, when you watch it up close. But uh, Caleb's a special guy. A run, to me, I mean, I – I, I was coaching during that whole era in Southern California. I've been around Pete Carroll's meetings, spring practices, fall camps. I've been in, in depth. I have a close friend that coached there with them. And I was, I, I saw everything Pete did up close and personal. And uh, what he did was recruit the heck out of Southern California. And, uh, and then he branched out nationally as they, as they built their brand, what he did. Riley. Yeah. I mean, Riley's going to get the hype and whatnot, but it's a different era because, he could just go out and get 20 transfers. 
because it's SE, it's Los Angeles. They're going to have, I mean, brand names, you know, Fortune 500 companies out there to help out with NIL and all that. Like Addison's got an airline deal for crying out loud. So, which is crazy. So completely different because Carol built it via recruiting. Lincoln could do that. You know, Coach Riley can do that just with the portal. But yeah, Nelson's a stud. But he had quarterbacks in Oklahoma. He's going to, I mean, when has SC never had a good quarterback? They've always had good quarterbacks. So they're going to have quarterbacks. It's USC. That's what they do. So as far as building a dynasty, it's going to still be, what does he do with the with the Southern California talent base? Because right now, I mean, you're in recruiting, Mike. You see a lot of those SoCal kids from Los Angeles to San Diego. A lot of those premier guys are bouncing to other schools. The SC has not cleaned up recently. And, yeah. and really, even in this class, they're not with the Southern California guys. Yeah, they need to do more of that. But they're also cleaning up elsewhere. You know, like they've been you know doing a good job of going uh you know across the country um, the yeah the way usc is maybe going about it is not ideal right and this is why for college football i, I don't like change it's a don't broke if it's not broke don't fix it kind of thing for me like college football is so amazing i just don't i don't want it to be changed around much and nil has definitely done that so you kind of hope that that corrects itself that nil and 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 you know, the NCAA are just kind of able to figure out how to not, you know, have your first bought national championship team. Like that's, you know, definitely what we want to avoid. But with all that being said, if Notre Dame and USC are, you know, perennial college football playoff contenders, that's really good for the sport. You know, if you're tired of, you know, watching ESPN you know, college football coverage or just any college football coverage. They all talk about the South. What's the easy they, you know why they talk about South because that's who's winning. Yeah. So if you get Ohio state, Notre Dame, a USC, maybe even going up to Washington, God forbid, Boston college, um, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas has some good years. Like you, you need college football to be the United States of America thing and not just the Southeast thing. Well, it, it's probably going to be that this year. You got the old Southwest and TCU. You got SC and the old West. You know, that school in Ann Arbor, every Notre Dame fan hates Michigan. I hate to say it, but they're going to go back-to-back playoffs. That's pretty crazy. So you got the Midwest, the South, the West, and you got Georgia in the deep South. So, you know, touching that Atlantic Ocean out there. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be kind of spread out this year when you're looking at the four. All right, let's continue on. Um so Jason Adamalola is out of eligibility. He's done. Or yes. maybe he can play like a ninth or tenth year. Who knows anymore? No, what about his brother, Tim? What are, what are you thinking about his, his brother, Justin? He's the wild card because they need a Viper. They need a Viper. And he's played a lot of minutes, a lot of minutes the last two years rotating with um, Foskey. And then even this year, once they got to the second half of the season, they started playing what I call the NFL nickel front four, where you get the two stand-up ends. And, you know, Justin and Isaiah Foskey were those two stand-up ends. They did a lot of it in the SC game. So Justin's the key. Does he, does he just try and, you know, get a practice squad or something? That's what it'll be. He's not going to be a, I don't think he's a drafted guy in the NFL. It's too short for the position he plays. He's never been a frontline starter at Notre Dame. He's got a lot of film. So my fingers are crossed. He comes back and he is the Viper. That's the one sixth year guy. Notre Dame needs without a doubt. I, I, I feel. 
All right, and then, yeah, we already touched on Cam Hart, the big Hart. news um, that the uh, good counsel of, you know, player, uh, that's his high school out in the Olney, Maryland area, huge get for Notre Dame um, yes. to retain him. Mike Goolsby's favorite, Maris Leifau, linebacker. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I, I laugh because I know how, how I know how uh, Mr. Goolsby thinks about him and whatnot. I look at it as you know, I'm always looking at it from an aerial view, both sides on all those things. It was his first year starting, correct? It was his first year as a full time player. He missed all of 2021, 2021. But he's a senior. He has his degree. I would assume, talking right now, me, you, and I'll probably text Goolsby later, you got him, Kaiser, Bertrand. I mean, you got three guys eligible for a fifth year. Do they all return? Or does Maris, who you know, probably even has a COVID year, where, you know, however all these – I mean, he's already a graduate student. Kaiser's already got his degree. So he's going to come back and get another degree? Or does Kaiser take his grad degree – and go play at IU, Purdue, Wisconsin, somewhere for two years in the Big Ten. Bertrand, I, I'm all 100%. Bertrand's coming back. I don't know how he does it. He's a captain, right? He's the team-leading tackler the last two years. How does J.D. Bertrand not come back? So you think Bertrand goes – or excuse me, Bertrand stays, Kaiser goes. What about Marist? 50-50. I would say Bertrand comes back. I would give Kaiser a hug. And, yeah, he's got – um, you know, graduate degree from Notre Dame, I would say Kaiser moves on because you have these dudes behind him that have to play. And when I say have to, Mike, I'm thinking of your business in recruiting. Are you going to go in the 2023 season with a kid from the South and Prince Collie, a kid from the South and, and Jalen Sneed, and they're going to be on the bench? What's that going to do for Freeman trying to recruit SEC linebackers down the road? I, yeah. I, that's my that's my whole point with some of these things. Yeah. Some of these young guys have to play next year. Leah yeah. Fowles 50-50. He's a West Coast guy. Does he have his degree? Does he want to go play out in Oregon for a year or whatnot? That's going to be an interesting one. Do you flip a coin on him? Or does he come back and he's a viper? Yeah. Again, go, going back to how I said, like, there's these different camps of this. Yes. Right. You have these upperclassmen guys. But then there's the – I think we touched on this a little bit. you got the younger guys – or excuse me, some older guys who are being outplayed by younger guys in terms of snaps. So it's like, or do you have any any of those where the two mesh? You know, like I think Nana Safa Mensah has been playing some ball for Notre Dame, but yes. he can't be fired up about the career he's had to this point. Just, just I think he's been very serviceable for Notre Dame. He's been healthy, but just yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been able to break into rotation yet. Yeah, serviceable. I mean, he's been a solid backup, you know, good physical. He's gotten better each and every year. He's he's been at Notre Dame. I would say he's coming back because Notre Dame needs DNs. I mean, none of these freshman DNs, you know, got a snap until the last 12 seconds against Boston College this year. So none of those D linemen, right, got any reps this year. So who's gonna play DN? I think Riley Mills is an inside guy. So Nana's gotta have to come play because I'm assuming that next year's freshmen coming in aren't going to play. I don't think none of those D linemen outside of Vernon are guys that could play on day one. You know, when talking about, uh, you know, the, the DNs that they're recruiting. So I think Donna is a position of need. They need defensive ends. And uh, I see him playing. Moving along, Howard Cross, uh, the guy that Notre Dame could definitely, yes. <laughs> definitely use. 
We think them. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's gonna come back just because he's played so much football the, the last two years. You know, you just hear the coaches just rave about him. They love him, you know, and I would I would be shocked if he does not come back. Starter, get a fifth year starter next year, and then go see what he could do in the NFL. He's small, he's tiny, and uh, but he's physical, point of attack is outstanding. But then you have these guys behind him in the Rubio and the Aiden, you know, Canina that they need to get on that field just for pure size. There's that's that's my question right here. Yeah, Christophic, what do you think? Yes, yeah, he's going to be he's in that same class with Zeke, starter in 2021, starter against Ohio State, and then we didn't see him the rest of the year because obviously the you know Harry doesn't rotate. He is my. I'm telling you, Mike, this. This is one I go back and forth a hundred times when I start looking at roster next year. Me personally, I would not be surprised if he leaves. I'm just saying that because some of the young guys, just some of the young guys that they've been recruiting these, you know, these last couple classes, some really good offensive guard. I mean, Christophic was highly ranked. He's a heck of a football player. You know, I think he could be a fifth year starting left guard, right guard in a heartbeat next year. You know, but does he take his degree and go play somewhere else for two years. He yeah. he's one I I would put two bucks on today that I think he leaves for his fifth year. Okay, I'm just seeing that. Just no knowledge, no nothing. Just just a guess. And then you had a handful of other guys you felt like, you know, whether it's NFL or finding new opportunity that you think are going to bolt. Braden Lindsay. Yeah, because he uh, would be a six year guy, I believe. Yeah, and I think he's already said he's not coming back. This is it's such a pain in the ass trying to track who has what years. <laughs> it's seriously such a pain. It is. It is. We should have had Patrick Angle on for this episode so he could. Oh, he's the best. How, how he monitors this, Mike? I don't. It's like his roster is so crazy. It drives me nuts. He's very smart. Um, he's got a lot of loose emoji in him. Um, yes. Tariq Bracy was that one? He's is he? Gone. In, I think he's out of eligibility last I I think when I read. So I think he's used up his all, all his years. He's 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 gone. Asido Okwanu. Never pl- yeah, never played. Yeah, he's not yeah, he's he's got his Notre Dame degree and he's gonna move on. Yeah. Bo Bauer has yes. to be out of eligibility at this point. Same with Jared Patterson. Yes. But yeah, NFL will be calling him in any anyway. Yes. Um yes. Jason Adam Lola, we talked about. Um, Chris Smith, I believe, is out of he's out of eligibility, out of eligibility yeah. from uh, the one year transfer from Harvard. Heck of a Josh player, Wug- yeah. what's that? Heck of a player, Chris. I was gonna say Chris Smith was Surprised a me. solid, solid football player for Notre Dame. I didn't think he was gonna have the impact he did this year, but he was very, very good player. Yes, Josh Lug's been playing here since Nam. Um, <laughs> uh, he's been playing so long. Exactly. No, it's just like Lug. Lug's been playing. He played for Harry Part One. Hit Notre Dame. That's all long legs being there. <laughs> um, Blake Groupie. Yeah, transfer last year. Yeah, the one yes, year. I think that was his last. He's yeah. he's he's been around college football forever. And an interesting one. I think he's coming back as Mike Mayer. No, kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, yeah, Mike Mayer is. Yeah, he. If he called Freeman and said, hey, I want to come back, Freeman better say, no, no, the hell you don't. What are you doing? You know, you know, that was a that was a true story with Quentin Nelson. That was that was reported. Nelson loved Notre Dame, really thought about coming back because the way they ended the season, you know, losing to Miami and Stanford in November. And Brian Kelly was like, are you, are you nuts? 
you're going to be a top 10 pick. Get the heck out of here. So uh, Nelson, it was, he thought about it. And they're like, no, you're leaving. We've already collected your gear. You're done. Yeah. So they had to kick him out of there. But, uh, you know, that, yeah, that'll be a you know, real quick, interesting question with the bowl. I would assume, I think you would too, Mike. What's the odds of a Foskey, a Adamiola, a Mayer, a Patterson? Why would they play in that Gator Bowl, you know? I, that's going to be interesting. Question, does Sot have any eligibility left? I think he does. <sighs> Text he- Patrick. I think Patrick told me, I asked him this. I want to say, I want to say he doesn't. Because those Ivy League guys have different rules. I want to say okay. Sot's done. Because he didn't play in 2020 because Ivy got canceled. So he's only played in – what the hell do I know? Seriously, I – Patrick would know. <laughs> all right, Sod has none left. Lucas says, "There you go." Yes, appreciate it. Yes, we're all we're all in this together. What about Brandon Joseph? Ooh, yeah. Does he do a Cam Hart and come back for a fifth year? Because you got to assume he came. You know, he he came to Notre Dame, play one year, use that highlight reel, go to the NFL. Notre Dame could use some safeties because I have I. For the life of me, I don't know how DJ Brown and you know Houston Griffith come back for a sixth year. I don't think they will be back. Does does Joseph come back or do they? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, Mike. Joseph Christophic, those two are like big question marks because if both those guys return, you got to assume they're going to be starting. Man, with Joseph, you know what? I'll go. I'll say he doesn't come back. How's that? Yeah, he's a transfer guy. Did his year. He's out. I'll say. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. I think I'm with you there. Um, last one. Drew Pine. Oh, wait, transferring? Yeah. Oh God, no! I no. I am. He's going to start the bowl game. He's going to have 11 starts under his belt. I don't. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a competitive kid in the spring. Not saying he's going to win or whatever. I don't. Well, Tim, if they bring in if they bring in a transfer quarterback, I think that's it. I think it's done. You think he leaves? I, I think and and look, folks, if this were something that were like someone had told me behind the scenes that that's yeah. going to happen, trust me, I would not be saying this on the air. Yes. That, I mean, that, it's been the situation many, 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 many times where I've had to play dumb. Right? You just. You just don't speak on that. So this is just my opinion. I but, if he if he was behind Buckner this year and the year before, I hear you. What, what does he think is going to be the third time? No, I I hear you. And they potentially yeah. bring in a transfer quarterback, and Angeli's a year older, and they're bringing in Kenny Minchie. I hear you. No, I I'm with you. That's that 2020. That's that 2020 class. I think this is the thing. Schools be agrees with you. I think I'm going with like a logic of like this is what that person should do. But I think you and Schools are thinking what Pine might do because Pine loves Notre Dame. Sure, and so. he's got those eleven starts, that competitive kid. But I also like competitive what you're saying. He's he's probably thinking I got eleven starts at Notre Dame. I, I need to be playing, and if it's not at Notre Dame, I need to go somewhere else. But I also like I I like what you said there, Mike. Is if they're bringing in a guy, well, what the hell are they bringing in a guy for? I just started 11 games and Tyler started too. And you got this hot shot freshman coming in. So what do you, that's a great point, Mike. He may just be like, Hey, I've given my all to Notre Dame, right? I was a backup in 2021, came in a couple games, helped the team out, played my tail off in those Wisconsin Cincinnati games. Tyler gets hurt. And I just led you guys to the Gator. I keep saying the Gator bowl. Cause that's what the, 
you know, that's what the rumor is. Um, I take you to the Gator Bowl, play an SEC team. Okay, I'll, I'm out. Go to wherever the heck he's going to go. You know, yeah. I keep saying Indiana. I keep using IU as an I hate. I'm sorry, IU. So I got a couple ex football players go there. So and I think Pine's career. It, if this does how it goes, if this how it goes down, I think his his career will look at, be looked at favorably over I, time. I, yes. I really do believe yes. that because it's going to be he was the guy who was not expected to. He filled in when Buckner and Cohn went down last year and played well, and then he filled in when Buckner went down in 2022. And you know what? He wasn't that great, but he played his heart out, and I think that's kind of going to be the rundown. I so. I agree, and that's why I let off the show with, with that you know Notre Dame media relations tweet about the passing efficiency. Like this was no – this was no, you know, turd quarterback, you know, who had 12 touchdowns and three seventeen picks and Notre Dame struggled and they won a couple of games, 17, 16. It, it, it wasn't that way, you know, and you know, the, the loss, the Stanford loss, he was horrible. So inaccurate. I mean, dudes are open all over the place, but he also threw a touchdown that got called back because the guy lines up wrong. That's not his fault. Right. That one touchdown where Tyree was on the line. So there's many things in the SC game. He battled his butt off. You know, he threw a bad interception. It's probably his, his, I mean, his interceptions haven't been horrible. It's, you know, that was the worst one. And then the fumble was, was a drive killer. But even then he kept bringing them back, right? Kept getting them back, kept getting them back, kept getting them back within a game. And, and, you know, like I said, I've watched the game a ton. And the game was 10-7, everybody, before halftime. And then Notre Dame's defense just let him go straight down the field. The, the drive before they, they stuffed him, they held him, they made him punt. So, he kept getting him back, kept getting him back. And I think you're right, Mike. We're going to look back and be like, Pine was that guy that kind of was the, I don't want to say the savior because people lose their mind, but yeah, no. he, he, he did, he did, he played his butt off for the, at, for at Notre Dame quarterback this you year. You know, who's the savior for the season is Brian Mason. Except for Brian kickoff. Mason gets the MVP. For kickoff return. Kickoff return. Notre Dame needs to get some kickoff returns. But and that's, that play that's is just being taken out of college football. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. I, I think Brian Mason is the team MVP. I'll be no, interested to see. Notre Dame has its banquet awards in a couple weeks. See, we'll, uh, we'll have reports on that. All right, a couple super chats from Joey, and then we're going to get into our final topic of today's show, Tim, talking a little bold predictions. Uh, Joey says, will Freeman have to hire a new position coach slash coordinator for next year? So – um, here's the thing, Joey, typically this is what I learned in working with loose emoji. He'd always write this article or explain this to me whenever I had these kind of questions for him is, you know, coaches for one, this stuff is unpredictable. Sure. Freeman could, Ohio state could say, screw you, Ryan day, and then call Mark Freeman tomorrow and, and make him an offer. He can't refuse. Like you just can't predict yeah. this stuff a year ago today. Or yesterday, did you think Brian yeah. Kelly was leaving for Bayou? Like, no, like this stuff. So that's the biggest thing is that you can't can't predict any of this. But you can look at trends in that if a position coach is a position coach for, you know, he hits that third year, he either is not – he's not doing a good enough job because he's not being promoted to a coordinator or he's getting promoted to, to, to being a coordinator and he leaves, right? So I think Notre Dame's staff has just kind of got here. Yeah. Um, I don't see Chris O'Leary going anywhere. Mickens was tied to potentially the Cincinnati head coaching job, which 
would be crazy. He's, we'd go from cornerbacks coach to a head coach at a big a power five school. Cincinnati's going to yeah. be 12. That's not happening. But he's someone who's climbing up in the ranks, though. Al Golden, how long is he at Notre Dame? Is it one more year? Is it maybe just this year? If it's some P5 or G5 school says, hey, you know, we'll, we'll take a chance on, you know, Al Al Golden, which isn't really a chance. You know, you're not taking a big swing at the, a, a veteran like him. Al Washington, I think, would stay around. Harry's probably going to be running Notre Dame forever. Jared Parker's an interesting one because you, you have these guys who were coordinators yep. and now they're down, like, what would happen with Jared Parker? He's one of those I could see bolting at any time. Chancey Stuckey, I think, said Notre Dame for another two years because he's so new to coaching. Like, I don't, and he's doing a great job at Notre Dame. They'd want to keep him. And I still think he's not, you know, his experience is not to the point of a coordinator. Um, Dylan, Dylan McCullough, I could see going at any point because. Sure. His experience, I think that resume. school could think his resume. I think a school could think that he is um, an offensive coordinator, or maybe the NFL comes calling for him, and then that leaves Tommy Reese, which I have no idea what is going to end up happening there. It's going to be fascinating. I've heard rumblings that this is his last season. That I've heard rumblings that uh, you know the NFL might not come calling for him. So got no strong opinion there, Tim. What do you think? About no, all with of you. that, I just laid out a I, good, good rant for you. No, no, exactly. And then you, you forgot Coach Mason. You know, he's you know it's his some NFL Sign him team a lifetime contract. He's not exactly. Going you know, those hey NFL special teams gigs are the best. So you could be there forever. Some of those guys are there for thirty years doing one thing. But uh, I look at it as it's year one as a coaching staff. So why freak out over one year? Oh, we got to make changes. It was one year with all these guys together. None of these guys have worked together as a group, this group entirely. It's his first time together. So you got a bunch of different egos, you know, viewpoints. You got dudes in the NFL, Super Bowl rings. He stands coaching the Super Bowl, McCullough with a ring. You know, like you're saying, Parker's been an offensive coordinator. He could be sitting there. What the hell's going on? I'm an OC. But you know what? They're three and three. They got these guys together. Freeman stuck to his message. And I think that's Marcus Freeman and these assistants rallying these guys to go on that winning streak and to get them, you know, to a really, really good bowl here. So I would be stunned if anyone moved on, unless it's a Lance Taylor type who's been coaching for a few years, he got an OC job. Yeah. So, if and that's the other thing, all these coaches changes, they haven't even begun. The Luke Fickle to Wisconsin is just probably the tip of the iceberg. I mean, yeah. come on. How many coaches are going to start falling? And yeah. is there is someone on this staff? I was going to say that. Is someone on this staff know Hugh Freeze? Does someone have a connection to Hugh Freeze? He may go down to Auburn or whatnot. So you never know. Well, yeah. I want to go back to the beginning of my point of, and this kind of goes with transfers. You're like, you've been here for three years, right? And it's yeah. like, are you an offensive coordinator or you're not just working out here? It's typically one of those two. Or, or, or a defense coordinator, of course. I forgot to mention Mason. Mason, I, I think, is going to stay at Notre Dame for the long long haul um, now that he's, of course, reunited with Mike Mickens and um, Chad Bowden and Mark Freeman at Notre Dame. But to me, it's those guys who could take that next step. And I think it's Deland. I think it's Parker. Washington is interesting. Um, and then Al Golden. And Reese. 
and and Reese. Reese, is- Reese without, the thing if if Lou Samoji, you know, you know, you know, if Lou was here, he would say, you know, how many Notre Dame offensive coordinators have been in the same position for four years? There's no, there's not a lot. You know, the OCs move around. I mean, that's just been Notre Dame's history. Notre Dame has a long history of coordinators moving super, super fast. I mean, Barry Alvarez wins a national title, loses one game in 89, becomes the head coach of Wisconsin. He's at Wisconsin forever. So there's so many coordinators like that through the years at Notre Dame. So with Reese going into his fourth year, second under obviously Mercury Freeman. And that's how I look at this is under Freeman. It would be their second year, but a lot of those guys you've mentioned are Freeman buddies. Mickens. O'Leary was hired by Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame to coach safeties last year when he was the D.C. Parker he's worked with. Um, Washington he's worked with. Mason he's worked with. So these are all some Freeman guys. I don't I don't see anyone leaving unless it's a promotion. Yeah. A promotion. And I think if Reese went to the NFL – as a quarterback coach or a coach, whatever the heck it is in the NFL, any job in the NFL is a promotion. So, you know, but I'm, hmm. but I'm with you. I don't, I don't think there's no wholesale there nothing crazy after going eight and four in the rebound that this, if this team finished five and seven, six and six, or they're playing in the blue bonnet and there's not the blue bonnet bowl, but I'm telling you my age right there, but the Bahamas bowl yeah. on December 14th, there would be changes. Yeah. So K-Max says, so if any of these coaches leave, who replaces them or is it too early? <laughs> yes, it's way, way too early. I mean, let's let's go ahead and talk bowl projections for 28-28 as well. Like, it's just like we, we've got to – yeah. And, but, and real uh, quick on real quick yep. on uh, coaches who were playing on this, going back to last year, it's all who you – I mean, the coaching business who you know. Freeman went out and got a bunch of guys he knows, and then they sought out some – that's how they got Chancey Stuckey. They sought out some opinions by talking to people in the industry. So if there is, I would say if there is one coach that leaves, there's a little bit of craziness going on in Clemson, South Carolina, right? And who's an alum there? A guy who's now coached two years at Baylor and Notre Dame. Does coach Dabo who loves him recommended him to Tommy Reese and uh, Marcus Freeman. Does Dabo say, Hey, we got to go through some changes over here. You want to come home? <laughs> that may be one I see just because now he's got a couple years under his belt. Interesting. Interesting. Not that well, we want that at all. He's done a hell of a job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know what time it is, Tim? Well, first of all, it's time to get him off the show while I do an ad read here. Um, and it is time to hear from one of our new sponsors, Rogue Shop, which is a husband and wife outfit, as Mr. Rogue and his wife, Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business they farm it and grow everything themselves they do everything by hand and their website to visit is rogueshop.com um yeah folks there are products that will give you that euphoria but last night i needed to get a really good nights of sleep i had a dental procedure on wednesday morning and i took a rogue shop product and helped me fall right to sleep and woke up feeling great so um, there's products that will give you euphoria but folks there is so much more and if you have questions about what a product does jump on the website um, and uh, the owners of the company will steer you in the right direction and when i received a box of product they answered all the questions that I had and um, left me handwritten detailed instructions. Shar and Mr. Rogue were, will certainly take care of you and folks. Their goal 
is holistic healing, making your life better. If you suffer from stress, insomnia, and you want to reduce inflammation, uh, if you have any issues with anxiety and mood disorders, they'll also have topicals that are great for pain in specific areas. Um, head over to rogueshop.com, folks, rogueshop.com, and use promo code blue and gold. Uh, that is B L U A N D G O L D. That'll get you 10% off your order. Mr. Hyde's bring you back in. Um, last segment of today's seconds, just 30 seconds to wrap up. I just I was, I was just reading the news. This news just broke talking about coaches, right? You never know in this industry. Georgia Tech is gonna hire their interim coach, right? Yep. First two first two guys he fires is the offensive coordinator, Chip Long. Wide receiver coach Dell Alexander. So that just broke in less than an hour ago. So you coaching, you never know in this crazy world. And I was reading the comments while you're doing the ad is someone mentioned Mickens. You're right. He coached with going to Wisconsin. Who knows? He coached with Fickle at Cincy. Yet he's a high school buddy, obviously, with uh with Marcus Freeman. But in the coaching world, it's all about money, promotion, and moving the way up the food chain. So you never know. K-Mac just said, uh, we're almost at 20K subscribers. Yeah, on yeah. YouTube, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> to think that uh, when we really started doing this, we had about 3,000. It was a dormant YouTube site I took over and, and like summer 2020. You know, started doing podcasts with the great Loose Emoji and Mike Goolsby once a week. And it turned into doing the live shows and they were a disaster uh, using this free software because you get what you pay for and then our first big show was the Clemson game of 2020 and we had like 500 live viewers. It was like, Oh my gosh. Like we had never had more, like more than a hundred. And then, yeah, that night just blew up and uh, yeah, here we are. And we brought on Tim in early 2021 and he's been through a couple seasons with us now. And here's to many more, my friend. But, um, but now, but now Mike, if I go on YouTube and I try and find something, there's too much content. (laughs) I got to scroll like crazy looking for stuff. Cause like you're saying, it's before you took over, it was like a video every six months of something like that. Right. And uh, when you go in the long history and you scroll through the videos, I you'll, have... see, you'll see the 2020 and then a chunk. Cause, cause Lou Samoji used to do after game videos like in 2014. And then there was nothing after that for years. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, one of my uh, buddies on the ND beat, texted me once and he said yeah because all the stuff you guys did on youtube my boss is making me do some of this now and i was like i'm sorry but uh yes copycat business i think everybody's kind of has their own show or live show but uh yeah i I, we uh a little bit biased but i think we have the the biggest and best product and uh we're only scratching the surface sorry about this joy forgot to mention your super chat you asked what about avery davis that's that's done that's yeah he's yeah he's not coming back it would be for a seventh year, and Avery already said no. That you know, because they could petition for injuries and whatnot. Avery's already said no to that. Yeah. All right, folks, hit the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our channel, of course, for more content. Uh, last segment here is talking about bold projections. This is an article that um, Patrick Angela Blue and Gold wrote on Sunday. So it looks like. Got an ESPN guy projecting two, well, two of them projecting Notre Dame in the Gator Bowl versus South Carolina. Action Network says Gator Bowl versus South Carolina. USA Today still has Notre Dame and Oregon playing in the Holiday Bowl, but folks, 
Gator Bowl versus SEC, Gator Bowl versus SEC, Gator Bowl versus SEC. Uh, and then yeah. Patrick, you know, he's very smart about the eligibility stuff as well as th- this, the uh, who's playing in what bowl game. So it, it certainly looks like Notre Dame versus the SEC, you know, in between South Carolina, maybe Arkansas or uh, Mississippi State, uh, Old Miss. Is there a particular team that you would like to see in that? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, you know, you know, kudos real quick to uh, Patrick Angle, who, you know, he, he's written about who's who picks first. Believe it or not, there's like a selection thing. And with Florida State being so ranked, you know, for the first time in a long time, they're probably going to get first, you know, because there's a couple of those Florida Bulls. And then it comes down to the Gator Holiday picking second or third. But uh, I actually did a draft yesterday. <laughs> I was sitting there at work just starting to figure out because I went on the same thing. I was like, all right, well, what's the pecking order for the SEC? And, uh, you know, Georgia, the playoff, Alabama is going to be the second, which is amazing. How the heck are they ahead of Tennessee? But that's a st- conversation for another story. So you got them to the sugar as the highest ranked SEC team. And then the Orange Bowl gets the next one, which is Tennessee. People keep asking about LSU. LSU is 99% locked into the Citrus Bowl. And uh, just because they're that next pecking order of teams. So they'll take LSU. The way I keep doing it, all these teams are going where I see Notre Dame playing Mississippi State, which a lot of predictions are. And when I start doing the draft order, I'm like, I think the Gator Bowl is going to pick them to play. I got them versus Mississippi State. I would, I want the Holiday Bowl because I love Petco Park. I love the Gas Lamp Quarter, the district down there in downtown San Diego. Would I'm, I bet you five bucks those those people down there are dying for the Irish fans to come. That would be great with a Washington Utah game. But if I had to put a bet today, I would say Notre Dame, Mississippi State, who's also eight and four, third place in the SEC West, the toughest conference in the country. That would be a hell of a football game because they got a great quarterback as well. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. The Gator Bowl is December 30th. Is it 30th? Okay. And I travel around that time for the All-American Bowl and Under Armour All-American oh, okay. Bowl. So I'm trying to – Don't those, Aren't they starting to go after New Year's now? The one in San Antonio? Is it after? <sighs> Crap. I'm flying to Orlando the 30th. I'm just doing a couple of practice. So I will be in Florida. The, for the All-American? Oh, that's the, the Under Armour, right? Under Armour's yeah. first. Yeah, so gotcha. I'm doing Under Armour. They do like a night practice and then a morning practice the next day. So I'm rooting because the Holiday Bowl's on what, the 28th? 28th, yes. I'm rooting for that one. I would love the Holiday Bowl. I would love to play it. Yeah, I want to be able to cover it. (laughs) Crap. Yeah, I got to practice. That goes awesome. I, I, I mean, that downtown. If anyone's ever been there, you know they know what I'm talking about. That downtown San Diego area, the Gas Lamp District, is awesome. Loaded with sports bars all over, and uh, that district would just be packed with SEC. SEC, geez, Louise, Tim. Notre Dame fans down there. I was thinking SEC for a second. Yeah, no, Notre Dame fans would swamp, uh, you know, the gas lamp area. But I think they're. I think the Gator Bowl is going to take them because it's that one shot to get them. You know, because that ACC contract. Patrick's broken this down. Amazing. Yeah. Where where they get Notre Dame once every four years or something. I think they're allowed to take them. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gator sends them and they send North Carolina out to the Holiday Bowl. I don't know how familiar you are with the state of Florida, Tim, but there's it's really just like 
it's five different states within one. You know, you got <laughs> yeah. the Clearwater, Florida area, yep. you know, Orlando, you just this Disney. Disney. You're you're Miami, you're, you're the Keys, just Fort Lauderdale, which we just, everyone just calls it's just Miami. It's just, it's just south southern South Florida. It's just kind of its own thing. The down, right? Thing. The Panhandle's got its great stuff. It's Jacksonville sucks. <laughs> Jacksonville. Are the, Gator, the Gator Bulls, Jacksonville, were the Gator Bulls, Jacksonville. The, the, There's the, some the Saint Augustine is in the north. Uh, was that uh, east part of the state? And and Jack and Saint Augustine's really cool, but. Um, okay, so it's not the Orlando, the Orlando Bulls, the one that FSU is going to the Camping World or Relia Quest, whatever the heck Camping it's called World. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Wow. well, that's what Notre Dame beat Iowa State in. But yeah, if they have yes. Gator Bowl, Jacksonville, it's kind of like Darren Pitt State. <laughs> and I, I, I apologize if I'm upsetting anyone from Jacksonville. I'm a Florida Floridian. Exactly. Yeah, you're a Florida um, guy. You know it. Anyway, I've been well, up then, and down the state. I've been up and down. I've never been to Jacksonville. I've been up and down the state. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I've driven, I've driven from Tampa to South beach a couple different times. And it's uh that middle part is uh, an interesting part of Florida. Florida is in it. Florida has multiple, like you're saying, multiple States. It's like California where I'm from. California has got regions like crazy. The Bakersfield, the Fresno is night and day when you're talking Los Angeles or San Francisco. And then you got the, the woods area North of, Frisco that, you know, as you start to get into Oregon and Los Angeles to me is LA to San Diego is all one section now. I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Hyde, that's going to do it for this show. Love it. Uh, our just kind of blew by here. We even skipped the topic. Um, we'll, we'll get to it next week. It's not It's a recruiting topic. We'll get to it. Um, then it's oh, not definitely. going anywhere, but uh, yeah, make sure you lock in folks to blue and If you're just now tuning into the show in the past 10 minutes or so, or 20 minutes, rewind head to the beginning catch what catch up on what you missed on or we'll be uploading this on podcast as well please head over to blueandgold.com if you just always are wanting to scratch that itch of notre dame football coverage and always wanting more go to blueandgold.com you'll be on the site all day at work reading and as tim would say chit-chatting on the message board staying up to date on notre dame football and and talking with guys like me and Tim and Patrick Angle and Tyler Hork on our blue and gold message board. So that is going to do it for this week's show. Appreciate everyone. And we'll catch you next time. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.